Supplemental Episode M, New York Comic Con Unique Manga Genre Panel. Hey guys, it's Zan. As you can guess, this is not a typical Spyrokin Manga Review episode. I'm making up for all the time I took off for my birthday, so Episode 114 won't be released until the 15th of December. So this week, I'm throwing you guys a little bone. I'm giving you guys, well, my recording from Aaron and Noah's very unique and diverse manga genre panel. It's pretty cool. It does take place before the culinary manga panel, which I released, that was the last month I released, but either way, it's pretty fun and informative, and while the sound quality is not great, I cleaned it up as best I could, and it's you can hear everything that's going on. Now, one thing I will say, there are times you'll hear me interject, and that is just because there's print on the screen that you have to read to understand, and I just read it. Otherwise, hope you guys enjoy, and remember to check out www.spyrokin.com for all of our earlier episodes, and also our sister podcast Aspiring Movie Review and remember to check out the Ninja Consultants the link is on this post and also you can check them out just look up Google Ninja Consultants alright that's it hope you guys enjoy and remember send us an email at sparkin at gmail.com and I guess that's it let's get on with the show and we're starting right about now Aaron Finnegan, and you can find me online under my real name, spelled correctly. I'm on Twitter under Aaron F. I write anime reviews for Otaku USA magazine. I also uh, I write the weekly shelf life column for Anime News Network, which I took over in 2009. Thanks. Great. Thank you. This is a lot of work. Um, I took over that from Bamboo Dong back last year. Uh, and on the panel also, oh, I also do a podcast, is the Ninja Consultant Podcast, which led to uh, most of these other jobs. Um, this is my husband, Noah Fulmer. Hi. We got married last year in Zero Gravity, and if you're interested in that, then you should look at uh, zerogravitywedding.com, or just search YouTube for Zero Gravity Wedding, and it will come right up. Who is sending me? It's Melissa, are you texting me right now? No, I'm just getting very poor. Also, this panel. Okay. Also, this panel is Ed Chavez, the marketing director of Vertical. He's just here to contribute um, translations and stuff. But really, uh, a lot of this panel was actually inspired by Ed and his Manga Cast, which was a podcast that was really great. If you want to learn everything about manga, you can download the archive. It's a good time. So, when I say unusual manga genres, I probably don't mean unusual to Japan. I just mean in America we have certain types of comics and certain things that we never expect to read a comic about. So it's unusual for America, even if some of these might be very popular in Japan. So, okay, so here we have a pie chart that I've stolen from Jason Thompson, and in the middle is Osama Tezuka, the god of manga, or the source. Uh, around the side we have the four basic types of manga demographic, which goes mostly by demographic, which you're probably already aware of since you're already here. Where's, where's the arrow on there? <laughs> it's in there. So it's, this is actually a wine-tasting wheel, but within the... Uh, it is darkly ripped off from wine-tasting, but within Shonen and Seinen and Jose and Shrew, there's all kinds of different flavors, and that's sort of what we're talking about. And that kind of goes along with this chart. What I explained to trying to explain in this panel is what is essentially the sports and leisure part of the trivial pursuit pie. Uh, I'm not going to cover cooking today. Tomorrow I'm going to do culinary manga, and that's at like 1:45. But I think it's in the same room, so you should come back for that because that used to be part of this this panel, but it was too long, so I split it off into its own thing. Um, I'm not going to cover Phantom Thieves on this one, and we're not going to go that far into underground manga because that's like a huge genre. And actually, I don't really have that many examples of Yankee ma manga, but I do have Yankee Mama. Manga, which is okay. so much more Yan unusual. Yanmama magazine. Okay, so another way to look at uh, so how do the demographics really break down in Japan? There's a big comic original, which is just for male readers, but then that wasn't enough. So there's big comic spirits for male readers aged 20 to 25. And just to cover another demographic, 25 to 30 year old male readers might read Big Comic Superior, which is his favorite. 
And then there's this one, big comic written by a man over 50 for readers over 30. So, we're talking about like really specific There's genres. also like big comic gold. Oh, I gotta add that later. Oh, I just forgot what I for. Who's big comic gold for? I mean, just like hardcore like comic creators that are now like making stuff for each other. Specifically for comic gold. Yeah, I mean, like they just want some photos and they're just like doing stuff that he was working on in like this. I guess the thing that we have in America like that is like Seventeen magazine when it spun off in like sixteen or fifteen magazine. Um, so I'm gonna start off with a big section on sports. I'm not a sports fan at all. I don't actually specifically dislike sports, but I love sports manga. Here's here are a couple of sports manga that are available in English right now. I Shield Twenty One. I've been watching the anime. Uh, I've also heard the manga is quite excellent. Whistle is about soccer. I've heard it's great and it's really underread and everyone should read it. Um, no. Angel Cup is like manhwa, it's from a Korean market. It's not necessarily about soccer as far as I can tell, it's most about chicks with these huge legs. Then there's, um, <laughs> I was in track and field and cross country in high school, so I really wanted to read, you know, high school girls, team, track and field. That is not what Suzuka is about. It's like, <laughs> it is a harem show with the hot springs in it, and I was highly, I am disappointed. So here is a real track and field manga that I randomly picked up at Book Off here in New York, just called Speed King, just run it, as we can tell. Uh, here's one of the first pages. Uh, it's immediately just naked. I think that's a great introduction. This is definitely a shonen title you can tell by this. You can tell by the lines going on here. Um, here's a little more subdued one that might yeah. be more word else. Do you now know I'm the book. title of this one? Yeah, now, I'm now do you remember? Yes. Uh, it's more there's long distance track training. It got turned into a live action drama that I've never seen. What is the title of this translate to you? Uh, what, Naoko? It's a, it's a name. Naoko? It's just someone's yeah. name. Oh, okay. It's, it's, it's one of the. Uh, Female protagonist. Okay, so there's a uh, boy and a girl. I flip through it, but I don't read enough Japanese to have actually read it, or just lazy. But here, there, I think this really captures the first uh, panel of like. I think that really captures the experience of running long distance, like yeah. through the countryside. This it's is really a, beautiful. This is also like Ekiden, which is really specific uh, long distance running done in Japan. Oh really? It's like station running, so it's it's. It's like a marathon relay. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Oh, I see. Like, a, we do long distance relay and track. It's yeah. like two mile, eight Yeah, this is literally like a, a marathon. Uh, oh. Yeah. Sweet. So here's some panels from this. <laughs> Sorry to cut you off, but we have to go really fast. So I like that in this scene, the uh, fat track coach is like driving alongside the girls' team. <laughs> Not even on a bike. Here's some girls running that I find more appropriate. And then on the last trip to Japan, I found this uh, manga about marathon running, where clearly it's an autobiographical manga where the author has like attempted to run her first marathon and is not really a runner. And so it's about her experience like struggling with that. There's the real person on the cover. Uh, here she's struggling to run for the first time and just out of breath and crying constantly. It's kind of more comedic. I love this kind of scientific breakdown of how she's like a fish flopping around without oxygen. And the top down there. Uh, <laughs> there's a, there's kind of, she talks to a nutritionist at one point, so you can tell there's like scientific content that she's giving to her reader, which is kind of a theme that we'll come back to much later in the panel. Um, and here she's being beaten by guys, people in costumes in the Tokyo uh, Marathon. I was there when the marathon was going on last time, and there really are a lot of great, strange costumes, like a bottle of mayonnaise running in Marathon. <laughs> 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 and uh, here's, so here's more uh, going back in all directions. Here's some male volleyball manga from possibly the 70s, maybe the early 80s. It looks awesome. I would like to read that. Here's rugby manga. Rugby manga. I just want to run that by you. This might be the only. This is the only rugby title that I found. Yeah, actually, there was even like a rugby um, anime that was released not too long ago. Oh. Media Blasters called uh, Madonna. Oh really? Yeah. By Media Blasters? Yeah. Have I seen it yet? 
Okay. You're lost. So, what are they playing here? Are they playing tennis? No. They're playing badminton. This is a badminton manga called Smash. Here's volume 11 of Smash. This is a long-running series. Here's another badminton manga that's a shoujo manga and it's called Baduguru. Bad Girl. As a showing Badminton. Probably not really what it's about. It's about bad. So badminton is apparently like a hardcore sport in Japan that I wasn't really aware of and in a lot of Asian countries. I, there was a, uh, one of, another manga reviewer I talked with, she was an exchange student in Japan. She's like, I hate sports, I'm going to go out for the badminton team because in America it's kind of like this backyard barbecue kind of thing. And she's like, and then they were running 40 laps. <laughs> really hardcore and lifting weights and I quit immediately. <laughs> so there's a lot of badminton manga that you would not expect. Here's one from like the 80s and 70s. Here are two more badminton manga titles. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Okay, now we're getting into, as long as we're on racket sports, there's a lot of ping pong manga. This one is probably the best. This is Taiyo Matsumoto's ping pong. Taiyo Matsumoto you might remember from such manga as uh, Tekken Concrete. And if you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. The movie is also good, but the manga is great. And you need to really watch both. The what? It tastes great. Tastes great? Oh yeah, you were licking it that one time. So, that's how good Tekken Concrete is. Be asked. We'll get to the manga. No, that's tomorrow with the manga tasting. But um, five volumes of Taiyo Matsumoto's ping pong, which I have not read. And I wish it was available in English. We're turned into a movie, a live action film with a lot of CG so I can guess what, I haven't seen it, but it did win the Audience Award in 2003, New York Asian Film Festival. All of the winners of the New York Asian Film Festival movies are excellent, you should watch all of them that just win the Audience Award, it's great every year. You can learn more about it at subwaycinema.com. If you live in the city, I recommend getting on their mailing list. Um, here's a gross ping pong manga. <laughs> ping pong club. Uh, here's a s disgusting scene from the manga, it's probably too small, thankfully, for many of you to see. Um, it did get imported to America by Central Park Media before they went out of business. It is essentially like a Beavis and Butthead like ping pong show, and it's great. You can get it for like um, thirty bucks or so on Amazon used on DVD, the whole thing. A lot of VHSs for a dollar floating around. It's wow. a good time, but it is disgusting, and you should be prepared for that. <laughs> and I like and I like Super Jail, and I'm saying this is a disgusting show. <laughs> okay, this is a good one. Ping pong boss. A salary. Do you know anything about Ping Pong Boss? No? Yeah, awesome. I think close to that. Ping Pong Boss is clearly very manly. I really want to read this one. This is the same guy that did Royal Pen. Oh, screaming pen. Oh, really? The burning pen? Yeah. Oh, excellent. That's great. Now I have to find Ping Pong Boss. Okay. Now, what's remarkable here is that there's not just one golf manga in Japan. There's a lot. These are two different golf manga anthology magazines, and there's another one that's not shown here, but we'll get to a title from that. Even Kazuo Kogia publishes his own. We're getting to that. Okay. Don't say <laughs> I know, right? But it, I mean, golf manga okay. sucks. Golf manga is, people love golf in Japan, and there's a lot of golf comics that you would not expect. Um, this golf, this one is one of the most famous ones. Pro Golfer Saru is by the author of Doraemon, the robot cat from the future that's famous everywhere except America. Pro Golfer Saru is a classic that made into 147 episodes of anime. Anime about golf. There are two movies, one special. They ran from 1974 and 1980, serialized in Shonen Sunday, and 1982 and 1987. Okay, here's what it looks like. Um, it's pretty crazy looking. <laughs> So he's kind of like, I don't know if anyone's ever heard of Little Abner, he's like a Little Abner of golf or something. He goes around with bare feet. I hope he's beating rich kids at golf, because I, I find that very satisfying. But I don't know if that's really the best. We're going to show um, the movie of... Uh, oh, um... Do we have nah. No, whatever, it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. we can dip them. Who's doing that? Me. It's like magic. Oh, you're doing that. <laughs> he's magical. Okay. <laughs> 
okay, now watch this carefully. Sound Pie is 65 volumes long, and as of 1985, sold 19 million copies. 
Schott compares it to Valley of the Dolls, the best-selling novel in the world at the time, which sold 27 million copies between 1966 and 1983. So we're talking about like millions and millions of books. It was adapted in 109 episodes of anime in 1980. Um, just the other year at Uniqlo, they did their Shonen Sunday 50th anniversary t-shirts of uh, Sampei. Here's a more recent Sampei cosplayer. I, I have a Uniqlo shirt on now, and it's from Evangelion. It's very fashionable. Okay. So there's more, obviously there's more than just fishing phase of sci-fi, there's fishing for different demographics. This one is Diary of a Fishing Fool. Um, it is 70, 72, but it's more like a salaryman, like it's a business guy talking, like skipping out on work and talking to his boss about fishing. Uh, so it's for an older demographic who may actually fish. It's 72 volumes of manga long and ongoing. The 36 episode anime series came out a few years ago. It won the show back kind of manga award. Yeah, okay, we're getting there. So, uh, there's a new live-action TV movie of this series every year, going back years and years. The 16th one came out like two years ago, and if you live in San Francisco, sometimes you can catch these on TV. I like these stonewashed jeans in the panel on the left, because that's a, you can tell what you're that up. <laughs> and you can get one fishing manga title in English. It's called Bassmaster Ronmaru. It's not very exciting, but I have not been reading it. Uh, you can get it from ebookmall.com. It's kind of a really early attempt at digital distribution, and I have a hard time getting these files to run on my computer, but it only costs about $3. Uh, here's some more scenes from Bassmaster Ronmaru translated. It's fish and fish. All right, now next, we're not going to Rubik's Cube. That's a scene from Smash, the badminton manga. But uh, I'm going to talk about like not really sports, but kind of games and that weird crossover. I am, of course, talking about yo-yo manga. <laughs> I was president of the Yo-Yo Club for one semester in college, and so I am interested in Yo-Yo manga. And this is actually by the author of Yakutate Japan, which is the competitive bread-making manga that we'll be talking about tomorrow. Um, this is before that. He did uh, Spinner, I forget what it's called. Shokosu Spinner, which apparently aired only on TV in like Hawaii, and like so hard I ordered a single VHS tape copy from Japan. It's not on TV, anyway. I usually show the anime opening, but I'm not going to for, for lack of time. It's kind of a... You know, thinly veiled ad for Dunkin' Yo-Yos. And they're not really above that. It's, you know, like a How to Buy Bigger Man episode. Okay, so here's a scene from the climactic battle in the fifth volume, the zillion five volume long Yo-Yo manga, where the two guys are facing off. And if you've ever seen, like, professional yo-yoing, you know that they do, like, off-string tricks, which I can't do. But um, here they, the two rivals battled out. Their yo-yos fly high into the air. Which one will, will they be able to catch it back on the string? Which is amazing if you've seen an off-string trick before. When it, and the rival doesn't make it, his yo-yo clatters to the ground in the feet. I think it's an excellent sequence. It was such a late comedy. Okay, so there's more than one yo-yo. <clears throat> this is uh, Sugimon Deka, which is sort of like 21 Jump Street, if anyone remembers that, where she, <laughs> she's an undercover cop uh, in a high school, and her badge is in her yo-yo, and she fights for her yo-yo. The manga uh, is from the 70s. It, I think it's ongoing, isn't it? Or it's just really long, or something like that. It's, long. it's really long. And the uh, OVA anime series from the early 90s was put out by Central Park Media, and you can still kind of find well, copies of it floating around on Amazon. It's a little repetitive, but I recommend it. It's a little shorter, and like there are a lot of live-action movies, um, but I recommend the anime OVA. It's a good time. And by Live-action movies are all based on this really long-running, early 90s TV series that has about the production values of MacGyver. <laughs> um, so it's a little bit disappointing to watch, where a different girl has a different, is a different Sukumon in each uh, season in a Doctor Who-esque way. And in the movies, they kind of bring some of them together, except for, 
And the 2006 movie was awful. Don't watch it. Do not see this film. Actually, you should go in knowing that it's just horrible. It's by the director of Do not see this film. By the director of Battle Royale You will get it. Exactly. So, it is so bad, it's good, though, in a funny kind of way. But it's not a good movie. Do not want. So, now we get into going from yo-yos and more like board games and other kinds of strategy games. Like, oh, obviously, we're going to go. It should be more popular than it is. Everyone should read it. It's one of the most excellent manga that you can get. The English is halfway coming out. And one of the best. Wait, we should say it in the play. One of the best Jonah Joe fans in the past 15 years. Fernando Chavez. Uh, it's really well. It's drawn by the same people who draw Death Note, and it's only it's a much better story. And I know I like the first few volumes of Death Note too. But what Hirono uh, goes about is about a boy who finds an old go board in his uh, grandparents' attic and is possessed by a thousand-year-old ghost who used to be a master of go, and now Hirono has the, he can, he has this, you know, into being a really good go master, but he also wants to learn how to play go on his own terms, and he has his rival, this cute little kid here. The characters age as the book goes on. The anime series uh, is sort of available, I think it's streaming, it's kind of coming over in a slow sort of way. You should check out his website. I don't think they finished with the anime, which was very expensive, but... Um, here's much older, later in the series, Hikaru is much older, and I blanked out the spoiler part, but what the series, I love about the series, Tears on a, whoops, ah, no, go back, Tears on a go board, like, tears are rolling down his cheeks, and I told this to a friend who then went to read it, and he was like, I didn't think it was right away, <laughs> no, tears happen right, the go games are just so devastating that people cry, <laughs> and it's amazing. I learned how to play go, uh, because of this manga, and it's really hard, um, here, if Viz ever gets around to this, this is the last chapter of, like, from the last volume of Extras, uh, you can replay all of the games from the series in their kind of bonus book that comes at the end. I've tried to do it, I don't know if I've learned much from it. Okay, so there's also Shogi. Shogi's more chess-like. This is a very fan-service-y Shogi, Shogi manga. There's more than one Shogi manga. This one is uh, a Shogi, like, shonen manga for younger boys, whereas the other one was for, like, older dudes. 81 Diver is from the creator of Air Master. <laughs> Wait, the one with the fan service one? Yes. Uh, from the creator of Air Master. Well, now it all makes sense. So I'm going to get this one. No, you want to talk about how they're playing styles? Slash. Oh, okay. I don't want to play style. Oh, yeah. No, I don't want to come out. We'll do it how I am. Sorry. <laughs> Give him your time. All right. So this is a show. You can see on the bottom left, uh, his play is like a savage wild man. And he's going up against his, uh, his rival, or it's like a speeding bullet train. And it's going up against this girl who styles like a bear on a mountain. She's defending her territory. I like the visuals here. So here's, um, this particular shogi manga has an anime series involved. I've heard it's kind of dull and I've not watched it. Um, it's more like, okay. This is the only image I found from it online. So moving from shogi on to mahjong. This is a popular video, which I'm not going to do. Okay. This is a mahjong magazine, manga magazine. This is one of several, or one of very few probably that are left mahjong anthologies. How many are there? How many are there? Just like three or four, all, most of them from the same publisher. Okay. Um, the same. The same show, though. And there's a variety of Mahjong titles. 
Uh, this one is by a Mahjong master himself, the King of Lock, who can't draw. He's not a monarchist, he's just a professional Mahjong player. It's sort of like if a professional like, poker player decided to draw a comic about playing poker. You can follow, you can follow Tarayama on Twitter. He's constantly posting about his uh, tournaments all the time. Uh, here's some sample pages from that title. This is a more fan service Mahjong title that you can get available stream. I didn't think they were going over, but it's streaming for free on Crunchyroll.com. So, uh, Saki is more fan service uh, Apparently, in the middle, there's a section where it really is about the Mahjong, but in the first six episodes, it's all about fan service, and then the eight and hundred back. So, that's kind of really overtone. So, but we're going to talk about. Hooray! Everyone's familiar with art. Um, which is about the former Prime Minister of Japan playing Mahjong against other world leaders in a comical, over-the-top, <laughs> manly <laughs> The anime adaptation is about 15 minutes long. Here's the, here's the amazing cover. Uh, here's a, a former And uh, to the, on the other side, we have the protagonist of the series, who's a very young senator who was elected in Hokkaido in a weird uh, election where like, there's no way to go. Anyway, he's in the news a lot, and really yeah, lambasting. This is a real, real person. All the, yeah, these are all real people. Why the guy have a ball gag on his <laughs> And he's being, he often, he's being, he's being duped by George W. who pretended he didn't know how to play Mahjong. In this chapter. This is George Sr. next to George Sr. He's <laughs> 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 Seems kind of odd. Um, but there is one pachinko manga back. 
manga title available in English, again from ebookmall.com, you can read this, Pachinko Player, which I had not finished reading because I couldn't get it to work until just last week on my various computers, it's weird software. Here's like the detailed shots of Pachinko playing. And chapter uh -huh. in there. He's won all the silver balls. Okay, here's another weird, obscure kind of, not obscure, but like, here's another kind of card game that's like a traditional sort of folk game that Japanese people play sometimes on New Year's. This manga won a big award. Um, it's sort of like a matching game, but you match like literary quotes or like folktale things. That's my understanding. And last time I did this panel, someone said that she watched tournaments of this that are, Jap that are televised in Japan where girls break fingers playing. This particular title, though, is more like a romance where it's not a sports kind of title about the card game, it's just the card game is kind of central to the romantic story. But this also, this card game is featured in Summer Wars. And if you haven't seen Summer Wars, like, you need to buy it as soon as it comes out. You don't have to, like, just buy it. Like, immediately. It's great. Okay. She's saying it's not I don't Alright, so that kind of wraps up the sports section. I probably should put the slide in earlier. This is from the Japanese Wikipedia sports manga page. It's a list of all the different sports manga that you can find. And there are some pretty wild ones in there. Okay, so we continue on. The more girly section of the evening. Hang around, there's like more manly comics at the end. There's a lot of dance manga uh, in Japan. But this one is uh, Toy Pop published here, Forbidden Dance. I don't know if they made it in the run. Here's a, here are a couple of really old ballet manga from the 70s, but the one on the right, Swan, hooray! It was being published here uh, through, through 12 lines, one of my favorite manga ever. It has really in interesting, crazy paneling and 70s style and characters with so many sparkles that you can't even see their eyes. It's just like, <laughs> and it's just about the, it's so intense. Like anything about, anything about, ma about ballet would be that sort of like hardcore. Like it's so girly, it goes back around the circle of humanity. And, <laughs> here she's just like exploding with passion for ballet. And then like on the other side, there's, there's in, like real information about ballet. Like um, this is about the firebird and Venus. Uh, the ballet and its real historical performance and the story behind it. I like these sort of like mental, as the character continually in almost every volume has some kind of formal mental crisis. She, at one point she goes hysterically deaf. <laughs> Which is bad if you're about to be a pro ballerina. Uh, and she's, she needs to bring ballet to Japan as like a real artistic form. And it has really great artistic panels like this that really kind of capture the movement and it's just so beautifully done. So unfortunately CMX just went out of business and it won't be completed here, but if you can find any of the first 12 volumes, I highly recommend picking it up. Hopefully someone will rescue the license eventually, if there are any librarians or anything. It's very key for everyone. Okay. There's a lot of ice. I think I should have rearranged these a little bit differently. Now I've got ice skating, or ice dancing. And I'm going to these titles, and these. And there is one ice skating mod you can get in English. It is a two-volume series from Viz called Sugar Princess Skating to Win. Unfortunately, it is not very good. Um, it's about this, she falls for some guy. I don't know, the romance doesn't even resolve. She doesn't even learn, she learns how to skate and do one jump, and it just doesn't really get very far. Uh, which is too bad. Here's some super girly pages from that. The art's just not great. Okay, now we're going to talk about cats. There's a, ton of, there's a ton of pet manga in Japan, and uh, it's worth noting that there are loads and loads of cat anthology magazines. Cats sell books in uh, Japan just as much as they do in the United States, not more. Like new pet manga tentacle manga come out every April, because that's when the kids are born. Oh, yeah, that's when the kids are born. And another one that come out every September. That's true. Ed is publishing uh, a cat manga available in English. She's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. This is really sparkly. Like, this is a taco bone that I got that had, I love the sparkle font on the cover. Like, nothing can be more than this. And then on the other kind of end of the graphic design spectrum, there's this one. Nepomoto 
cat power cat in peace. And yeah, she's on it. And it says, if you feel no cat, no happy, read this. But I think that's a really like blatant marketing message that's excellent. Like this will make you happy if you like cats. Like what more do you need? Moto Hagio is in there. Oh yeah, Moto Hagio. Really? For that's great. Um, so this is like a couple samples of panels from these uh, pet manga from the cat manga. That one was one of the leash. Well, a lot of them are like everyday life of cats and their owners. And cute or whatever. Sometimes they just have like photographs with like captions, and I think it kind of borders on the wall cats at some degree. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I have drinks more. So there's not just manga about um, cats, there's manga about like other kinds of pets too. But I wanted to include this page from um, the Comic Cat that I went to. Uh, Comic Cat's Comic Market, the big doujinshi amateur uh, festival in Japan that many of you have probably heard of, and you might think of it as something that porn comes out. It's not just porn, it's like all kinds of like crafts and other things and things are not porn at all, including like these very realistic uh, manga about different kinds of pets. This each little square represents a different artist table and like what kind of work is represented at their table. So as a closer up, like, you know, there's an aisle of people who are just writing the manga about their like, how to keep a pet rabbit and whatever, or like ferrets and that sort of thing. <laughs> or a chihuahua, there's like one chihuahua title that year. Um, so there's one, this pet manga is available in English, but a bit out of print, but you can find it if you look. I did. It's called Bawa Awada, and it's about a kid who, he is the son of a veterinarian, and he doesn't want to be a veterinarian, but it turns out he has this power where he can like hear what animals are thinking, and he doesn't want it. And it's not, it's not cute like the others, like the, animal, the animals in this, like, oh, oh, yeah. The dog turns nicer later, but there's, you know, there's blood going on, so. It's not exactly Marmaduke. There's also this one, which is like a Dr. Doolittle with the Yowie version. <laughs> That's my understanding. Okay, so, you might wonder what's another strange animal that we can make manga about. How about capybara? <laughs> this is an image from a 2009 capybara, uh, calendar. I didn't think they were that cute, but there was a craze going on for it when I was in Japan. And how about capybara manga? Really? There's one! <laughs> manga capybara, this is volume 3. It's little, uh, it's little four panel comics, and they're adorable. And it's mostly sound effects that I really can't tell what's going on. Sound effects are hard to translate. And, and once every couple pages, there's like, you know, some, I guess, kind of our facts. I don't know if they really stack like that. <laughs> but yeah, when I was in Japan, there was a lot of like these kind of big plush capybaras that were like, I guess, capybara size, like a pillow size thing that you could get in like a cl like claw catching, like UFO machines. And uh, well, you might remember <laughs> capybara in America, speak from the tip. I love you. <laughs> okay, then we're going to quick go into some especially mom magazines, and then we'll go to businessmen. So hang on for that. Okay, yeah. with the light, if you haven't heard of it, it's about raising a child with autism. I think the author tragically recently died, but it's being published by Yen Press, and you can find it here, I'm sure. I haven't read much of it. There's a sample page from it. It was getting some. Okay, this is what I want to talk about. Yan Mama magazine is the magazine for Yankee moms. Now you're wondering what is a Yankee mom. Yankee uh, is a kind of like thing that grew off of uh, sort of the Bosuzoku. So it's like this sort of punk alternative thing going on with like biker games and like Yankee moms are sort of the eventual option. And if you want to learn more about like Japanese fashion subculture, I recommend Japanese Schoolgirl in Proto, which is also for the interest of full disclosure by the editor of the magazine I write for. But it's, uh, it's a good one. And this is, uh, Yanma is unfortunately way out of print. So this image is from Frederick Schott's book out of it. Because uh, it was in 1995. Now, 
I'll read it back for a minute. So what kind of alternative mom things can you find in Japan today? This isn't manga, but I found two magazines for sort of like Shibuya girl gals that are, I love mama, and it's, I love the spark of fun here. I want to observe the lens flares on every single character. Uh, it's a very frightening magazine. <laughs> All right. Unusual manga is by Sparkup Sellerman. The quintessential Sellerman manga is Kosaku Shima. Now you might not think reading about an office worker is that interesting in America, but in Japan apparently they go nuts for it because there are 56 volumes in this and it just keeps going. They're like, it's still going. There's a spin-off series. That, he keeps getting promoted. He starts off as like section chief, then he's the manager. I know some of these aren't translated exactly the way they work, but assistant director, director, the executive director, so he becomes president of the company, and now they've given a flashback to when he was starting off in his career. Um, here he's kind of aged from one state to thing either. So, um, a couple volumes of this are available in English, but they're a little hard to find, and it's not obviously all 56 volumes. It's often like the bilingual edition. For, well, I think it's for Japanese people learning English. Um, it's a strange read because everyone wants to, I don't know, Kosakashima is like, men want to be him, women want to sleep with him. There's not a scene where everyone leaves a room and the woman doesn't like hit on him afterwards. And I don't know why, because he's just kind of an ordinary business guy. I mean, he clearly has good business sense, but there's nothing else remarkable. I have no idea. Well, ironically, it's because he's so faithful to his wife. Isn't it? <laughs> and that's the answer. I guess. I think he had another, I don't know. Anyway, it gets into soap opera territory. This is a sort of hardcore, manly guy kind of manga that you can get that's been published in English, but again, from Raijin that went out of business a long time ago. But you can dig through those dollar bins and find the story of the first president of Japan, and I think Carl Martin worked on this one. Maybe. We, we take, took little American flags and picked them. Here's the story of an uh, assassination attempt that like, pulled from the headlines and then like very sort of manly what's going on here. Um, and economics manga. So it's gets to get to the dry part, but we'll get back to the right stuff in the end. This manga you can get easily on Amazon for only a few dollars, because by the University of California Press, it's called Japan Inc. and it's about the sort of like America-Japan conflict from the early 80s. Uh, I like the people on the cover here have the workers in Detroit who are out of work have a banner that says, get back our job. Like, Detroit has one job. <laughs> they want it back. <laughs> they still do. Here's President Reagan as a in manga. If you look up Shannon Garrity's Overlook Manga Festival, she does a really great piece on different uh, presidents as depicted in manga, which we've already covered a couple of them in this panel earlier. Uh, but I haven't read this manga because it's oversight, it's like pretty big, and then also there are pages like this with like a chart and like a giant page and like really tiny text, so I have not gotten around to it. Did you read the whole I did, and incidentally, everything that's covered in this book is extraordinarily relevant to what's going on right now, except instead of Japan, we have these problems in China. Uh, but it, it's Almost, I mean, everything old is new again. It's, it's quite remarkable, really. Oh, nobody's like, don't buy those Chinese cars. Okay. So this is another one about, um, what is it? The old Osaka way of finance. And it's about a guy who develops his own loan kind of business for loaning people money for business. This is, again, from the Frederick Schott uh, Dreamland Japan book. But he does a really excellent write-up about this particular series. And if we get even a little drier than that, this one is about, this is a law comic. It's, I think, based on an actual law textbook to try and break it down into, like, lawyer stories. And we, there are some of these that you get The Manga Guide to Statistics is not actually translated from manga. It's an original English language production, but it's from a longer series with, like, a manga guide to uh, other dry topics. So I'm not really giving that credit. Here's a page from the Manga Guide to Statistics. Here's a... 
Here's another economics manga, the economic manga. <laughs> <laughs> the story of Warren Buffett. Again, a good used find on eBay, on like, not eBay, but like uh, Amazon is a good place to find I love that the first panel of this starts off like, exterior, the world, space, zoom in to the womb, where Warren is being born. Really amazing. It's based on a series of Warren Buffett biographies, and it's kind of, it's really light reading. I got it through really fast, the text is great, a large font, and these, there's a lot of double spacing. Um, they give you really quick tips for Buffett's rules for success, and his sort of life story. I did learn a lot, but it, I'm saying it's a really short read. And there's a sequel, George Story. <laughs> Sometimes they shelve these in. They have, I mean, sometimes they shelve these in the business section. You don't even find them in the manga section of the bookstore. Okay, there are also manga for female office workers. Office U magazine is an anthology for OL women who are literally my age and my demographic. <laughs> Except they're not married usually. Uh, one of the you can get in English is Supreme, which is great. And it's from Tokyo Pop. And volumes four and five just came out in one big edition, so you can get volumes one through five. I think it's up to eleven or something. And over in Japan, there's a live action drama I've never seen. It's really excellent. It's about a girl who is like 27 and her boyfriend dumps her and she realizes suddenly she like has no friends. Like, maybe she never did. She just hung out with her boyfriend and is a workaholic. I like on this panel you have the pyramid of, uh, the diagram of the less pathetic standing on the backs of the more pathetic. So she's still above an old man in pathetic. Comedic <laughs> 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 scenes like that. And then she's like, she delves into her work or whatever. And there are great like sort of, you know, great artistic scenes here where her hair is kind of blending into fish. It's a good time, it's really sad. Actually, I haven't finished reading volume five. It's kind of really hard reading. Um, so, manga based on TV documentaries. Reading to the non-fiction. This particular manga is the story of 7-Eleven, of like how 7-Eleven was founded. I think you can get this for like, I got another copy of this for a dollar at Jim Hanley's. So you look in the used section in like any kind of place and you can find like digital manga publishing did like a few volumes of this series and all of them are great <laughs> in a crazy way. I didn't think the founding of 7-Eleven would be that interesting, but it's got like this Japanese businessman comes to America and checks out 7-Elevens here, and they even invent like those fridges where you you stock it from behind in order to fit into the Japanese market where the stores are really small. And I'm like, wow, that's how they invented those things. You see them in like every gas station now. Um, here they're signing over a deal, and it's a really great story. Okay, but the cup noodle story. <laughs> now that was nominated for an Eisner, so this is the miracle. Of <laughs> <laughs> and this is about how they tried to develop uh, cup noodle and how it became you know, this worldwide success. So here they're trying out different kinds of containers. The creators have like a nightmare where the containers are attacking them in the sleep. <laughs> and you get kind of these sort of grotesque scenes of how they're, before they got it to really fry all the way through. So these like close-ups of noodles like this. Although finally, it worked! It cooked all the way through to the center! It's kind of a bizarre detail in drawing. It doesn't really make cup noodle look very appetizing. Although I did eat a cup noodle after I finished this. Because, like, <laughs> I don't know. This is about the founding of Yoshinoya. Hey. What? Did you get that from me? Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> Do you want to talk about it? No. no. Okay. So <laughs> that's another kind of business backstory. Line. So we're going to go sort of into other, yet yeah, other like short things. This manga in particular is about how. These two people are studying to get into Tokyo University, which some of you may know or not. It's supposed to be like um, as hard as like Oxford and Harvard and all the Ivy League schools combined. And uh, getting into Tokyo University is incredibly hard. You see him lucky, that's what he's trying to do, and it's really comical that he's never going to make it because he's an idiot. But they're really, this is kind of made for people who might really be studying for that or for any exams or whatever. Um, so they have like this old guy who's like walking them through the problems and like it's really like test taking manga. It's very. Yeah, they actually, the same author ended up doing a spin-off on how to, like, 
start up your own business. So they, so they must have graduated successfully. <laughs> 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 it was the same characters. Oh yeah, I saw them. Alright, talk about being in prison. Nobody would mention this one since you read it? Right. Oh, I'll actually give that to Ed. I'll get, yeah, explain the, because I always get his, his, his crime, the nature of his crime wrong. Oh, he, he was in possession of a gun. Well, he, he was holding it for a friend. He winds up in minimum security prison, and it's, it's led to this large argument between me and a friend of mine whether you'd rather be in prison in America or Japan. Um, about that. What it is, is he was in possession of an air gun, and in Japan they keep lowering the PSI that you can legally own. But they grandfather it so that you can keep your old gun, but the rule is you cannot sell or even gift your old guns. They have to be destroyed. And he was trying to, he tried to sell them through like a black, you know, so way, like a Not even a real gun. It's like a model of a gun. Yeah, no, it, it was an air gun. It was an old yeah. air gun that was now illegal. He tried to sell his collection. He got caught because it was an undercover cop. And he did 18 months for it. So this is about this bug artist's <laughs> real 18 months in prison. Most of it is who they eat. Yeah, because brought it over. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is translated, and you can get this. Like, and it's a really amazing kind of one volume thing. Doing ton. And there's a movie based on it too. And also homelessness and suicide. But it's funny. No, really. Disappearance diary. You get disappearance diary in your day. Fanfare twenty one is here at the con. I highly recommend it. Is a one volume thing about this manga artist who like tells his life story about how. He, mostly he doesn't draw like this, he draws like sci-fi manga or like volleyball manga or whatever, but like he has dropped out from his career three times for various reasons and once it was so he just lived homelessly in the woods, I guess, instead of hitting a deadline or anything. And so he writes about what he was doing when he, when he wasn't writing and not even reporting back to his wife, like he's married and he just left her. He's, she's his assistant too, I don't even know. By the third story, He's uh, just in the hospital for alcoholism. And the second story, he kind of takes on a new life as a pipe layer. And it's really under, assumed, under a fake name. It's just really weird. Um, but it is a good read about how hard modern artists work. In the yeah, are we about the French Revolution? <laughs> <laughs> Gerard and Jack is available from, uh, from, it's from Tokyo Pop's Blue Line. It's by Fumi Yoshinaga, the author of Antique Bakery. It is a bit explicit, so don't read it on the train like I was trying to do. <laughs> oh, we have religious manga. Uh, the manga Bible, here's a page from that, not actually translated from Japanese. And then the manga Messiah. That's just interesting. Okay, we'll leave that. But uh, this is a real uh, one that's being, that was published by Comics One, it's soon to be available on the iTunes store, it's published in Colorado. Two volumes, like, Jesus, yes, we will get to St. Louis. This is a manga about uh, seriously becoming a Buddhist, like, in a serious kind of Zen Buddhism way that Fred Shaw writes about. Seems like a good time. And, but if you want to read more about Buddhism, you can obviously read the classic Buddha by Osama Tezuka that Ed's company publishes, and you should probably, I should probably read it also. Um, but what if Jesus and Buddha were roommates? I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, in 2000, you know, like after the turn of the century, and that's the premise of St. Onisan, uh, where they're just, they're just hanging out. Uh, I love this particular panel where a turkey is delivering a Christmas card to Buddha. I'm not really sure what's going on there. It's a great reason. And here the cupboards are just filled with loaves. Like, it almost as if Jesus is producing them spontaneously and can't stop. <laughs> and that doesn't actually, but it seems like a very awkward roommate moment, you know? 
hear like he's huddled with the loaves in the corner. Uh, here, uh, Boomer runs into an awkward moment where, like, drunk salarymen on the train are, like, pushing the dot on his forehead and hanging off his ears, like, straps, like, to hang on for mom's bad news. Here, the crowd of thorns starts to bloom, maybe. Oh, that, oh, and I have no idea. Is that from, like, an anime? Did you do anime? No, this is a special little, uh, spin-off story. For the, like, and my favorite panel here. <laughs> 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 what if I get a friend request from Judas? So, okay, or it may never happen. It's but on I think book. they should. It's on a boy's cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this is manga written by a cult in order to try and like recruit people <laughs> to their cult. It's Fred shot went through really a hard time to buy this, and like was he went into the shop, like the cult shop store where they're selling cult stuff or whatever. I think by the same people did the gas bombing and the So he, uh, as soon as he left the shop with the manga that he bought, police descended on him from everywhere, and they didn't want to arrest him, but they like asked him all these questions about why he went in and like what was he buying, because they were spying continually on the store. And there's an anime adaptation. And if you went to Otakon this year, you could have seen uh, Mike Tool's anime cult classics, which didn't mean like cult classics, like a cult following, but made by cults. And there's, there are more than one. It was a great panel. If he runs it again, I'd highly recommend it. It's extremely frightening. The U.S. Navy, in order to, like, it has one of its big 
you know, carriers, aircraft carriers parked in uh, permanently in a base in Japan, and the locals, are, it makes them kind of nervous. So the U.S. the U.S. Navy put out this manga to, in both Japanese and English to be to, to kind of say this is what it's here for. It's not really dangerous and blah 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 blah. And you can read it. And I didn't really do the work. Sewing love comes with needle. I don't know which one is. Bringing towards the end And this is not really a good one. It's more like it's more like Home Depot manga. I do. Okay, manga about. Umbunchi. Thank you, Alfredo. Chibi Gundamanga, which I just bought in Japan. I like that. Oh, yeah, this by the same author as that's one of the so like he's really tiny in his suitcase here, and I'm not really sure what's going on. I'm naked. I'm wearing like a tie. Here's manga about massage. This girl wants to be a masseuse. I, it keeps going. It's ongoing. I, not ongoing. Well, there's still publishing here. I haven't either read volume one. I was really disappointed, so I'm not. Nine, it just did. Nine just came out here. Nine just came out. I didn't really like Vine One. Does it get better after that? Or um, I like it. I'm in a very small minority, but I'm actually sort of obsessed with liking it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of meta. Okay. Oh. Next we have perhaps the greatest, most obscure manga volume that I found for this panel. Urology manga. <laughs> <laughs> Ipunagi <laughs> Manori, the great urologist. <laughs> I need to know, and did he like die or whatever now? Or he's living up in his father's shadow? Or, like, his father's <laughs> <laughs> saved the world. That's not translated, that's just in English. That's how the book is. Look at all those happy wings. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a scene from the urologist. This man is extremely afraid to go to the urologist. I can see why. <laughs> There is gynecology money, and it's very serious. Plenty of gynecology money. Okay, so for underground manga and weird like horror genres and stuff and older things, I highly recommend this website, samehat.blogspot.com. Their name is taken from this strip comic where two men approach each other on the street, realize they're wearing the same hat, and they only say, same hat, same hat. And they leave, same hat. And their D's are much improved. Uh, so the kind of things that Pat likes to talk about is stuff like Drifting Classroom, which is excellent, where it's like about this kid and it's kind of like a 70s horror thing. Uh, this kid goes to school one day and the school like kind of just yanked out of the ground. It's transported with everyone in it to another dimension of horribleness where when they go outside there's just monsters and it's like people start killing each other and the teachers commit suicide and it's crazy. Uh, it's really dark. It's for kids. That's a really bad live action. I mean, here for kids in, uh, Oh, there's a bad line. Really bad. I think I've heard that, but I've never seen it. And if you like that, you should also check out Cat Eyed Boy, which is a lot less gruesome, but still pretty gross and scary. Um, I learned a lot of things from this kind of like the credits portion of the thing. I learned a lot for this panel from the book, uh, Even a Monkey Can Draw Manga, 
which I recommend is about twelve dollars. It's pretty thin. It's way out of print, but you should definitely read it. I learned a lot of things about manga before I read a lot of manga, and then as I kept reading a lot of manga, I was surprised to find all the things in the book were true. Like they do talk about mahjong manga in this book, and I'm like, that's got to be a joke because this is like a joke, like comic, like it's a you know even a monkey can draw manga as a comedy. Surely it's parodying, and this doesn't really. And then I, as I read it, I'm like, no, this is totally serious. Everything they said was not exaggerated. It's accurate. This is their page on uh, psychic manga, which has sort of gone out of fashion lately, but it was really big in the 80s. And it's the, what is the no-boom moment, which also happens like in Akira. Um, it's where they, a psychic team is held captive, and something bad is going to happen, and then the psychic kid yells, no! And boom! Something explodes. <laughs> so every psychic manga boils down to just that in the end. And it's a brilliant kind of thing that... I was talking more about Taiyo Matsumoto, which is great. If you can find Bodies Number Five, which is out of print, is awesome. It has weird crap like this chart on the right, which is probably too small if you read, but it explains about sun shining and birds singing and assassins killing each other. It's really, it's really crazy. I can't recommend Taiyo Matsumoto enough. Blue Spring was just so so. We can get a, get a, a thing about his art style going on. And I really would opt to buy the movie Ping Pong. And what you really know about Number Five is that this guy's in it. It's an old man wearing a bunny suit which says genius on it. And he's the evil genius behind the whole organization. <laughs> <That is awesome>. Symbolism! <laughs> yeah, not symbolism at all. Um, <laughs> this is the end of it, and I guess I'll take any like, suggestions. If you've ever read Unusual Manga, we'll get to that. It's, I don't really want to do Q&A or anything. But if you read anything super weird that you think should be included in this panel, like let me know and I will write it down. Also, I'm going to give away a bunch of anime, because I get a bunch of screeners all the time, and I don't like a lot of it, so you can just have it.